from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The The Cooler. Cooler. This week, we all know Victoria's got a secret, but who knew that that secret is that she wanted to get dragged? (laughs) (laughs) You have outdone yourself, madam. (laughs) Oh my god! That just made everything in the past two years worthwhile. And we'll also be talking about why Stormy Daniels might be more of a saint than you think. Ooh, Mm. bless her. And I have some bad news about anyone who's still crushing on Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, don't do this to me. I'm going to do it to you. Do it. Do it. All right, guys. Now, when you think about American Beauty, and I'm not talking about the Kevin Spacey film. No. Well, good. Not Mm. now. Because we don't know her anymore. Not not anymore. Cancel. Uh, There are a few iconic brands that probably come to mind, and one of them is likely Victoria's Secret. We all know the hair. We know the bombshell. We know the angel wings. We We know know the wings. Yes. Yes. Now, they've been perpetuating the typical standard beauty stereotypes for years. And if you thought Mm -hmm. that things were about to change, you'd be wrong. Oh. It's not going to happen. So I don't know if you guys got a chance to catch that Vogue interview. Oh, Oh, I did. So in case I need to catch you up, basically, the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer of Victoria's Secret, Ed Razak, and the head of PR, Monica Mitro, sat down with Vogue to talk about the future of Victoria's Secret, but also to talk about what they ain't going to do. And what they ain't going to do is include trans models or plus size or curvy models on the Victoria's Secret runway. You know the show is coming up soon. It's like an annual thing that we've been doing for decades now. It's big. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's huge. And they've decided that they want to keep their same traditional models, body types, everything. They want it to just be people who would be befriended by Taylor Swift. And who look like Barbie. Mm. Yes. Also, as a side note, I love it when like powerful people sit down for what seems like a cozy fireside chat with <gasps> a big magazine, and then it all just goes spectacularly wrong in front of their eyes. Well, here's the thing, though. Is it me, or was Ed particularly salty? He was coming at Rihanna. He was coming at Third Love. He was coming at the industry in particular. Okay, remind me. Uh, I know Rihanna has got Savage Fenty, but what is Third Love? Oh, Third Love is a new underwear brand. It's actually started by somebody who was associated with Victoria's Secret. They're trying to keep your tatas comfortable. Okay, okay. okay. Basically. (laughs) Thank you for explaining. I am Uh foreign. (laughs) The most damning part for me was this quote. It's like, why doesn't your show do this? Shouldn't you have transsexuals in a show? No. No, I don't think we should. Well, why not? Because the show is a fantasy. And it's like, wait, so trans people don't have a place in a fantastical world in your mind because to you fantasy means white cis skinny women Mm -hmm. Bobby Mm -hmm. pretty much you just revealed yourself sir we gave you the spotlight and you trashed yourself well the confusing thing was he's not like an intern he's not even like an entry level employee (sighs) he is the CMO chief marketing officer and he was sitting right next to Pam Mitra who's the head of PR and it's like head of PR that is nuts to me how are you going on first of all is transsexual even like... I was going to say, like, that is not the preferred nomenclature anymore, dude. <laughs> we don't do that. I'm sure the interview, the Vogue interviewer, was like watching a car crash. The interviewer was probably like, <laughs> so many people are going to click on my story. I mean, they do a good job. They're like, mm-hmm, go on, go on, explain to me what you mean by that. Here's the rope, hang yourself. Yeah, but, the just... point, but the point about fantasy is so interesting as well because they are outright saying, we have considered putting trans folk in our shows, we have considered putting more plus-size women in, but we are here to peddle a fantasy. Mm-hmm. And 
not only, as Emmanuel says, does, is that very telling about what their personal fantasies are, but surely fantasy is the most inclusive thing there is because it is literally imaginary. <laughs> exactly. If you imagine it, it is there. And like Savage Fenty, the reason that so many people, young women particularly, are gravitating towards it is because that is fantasy too. But it's the fantasy where you are welcome, mm-hmm. where everyone is there. You and are seen and loved You there. see yourself yeah. there. And so let me tell you, just like you, Carla, the internet was not here for it. A couple people dragged him, Victoria, and Monica, all of them <laughs> together. Uh, and so one at Anna T. Donahue said, quote, frankly, it is the year of Lord 2018. And if Victoria's Secret's main dude can't reconcile with the fact that a good company is built on inclusion, then may we wave like a royal on our way to pick up pieces from brands who want everyone to wear their undies. Yes. And that's like the name of the, like, I just don't understand why in this day and age it's so difficult for brands to understand that there is more than one kind of person, more than one kind of customer. Rihanna did the same thing with her makeup line. Mm-hmm. 40 shades. To, 40 shades. Immediately, <laughs> she addressed the fact that all women who want makeup should have access to it. And so why is this such a hard thing for brands to get on board with? It's antiquated. This is like the death rattle of an old brand that knows that it can't keep up. Mm-hmm. And his excuse is... Well, if we had been more diverse after Rihanna did her thing, it would be seen as pandering. So we're just going to stay white and stay skinny. Mm. And it's like there's a way to make up for if your brand wasn't great in these spaces of representing women of color, women who aren't rail thin or trans women, then you can put out a statement saying people like Rihanna have opened our eyes. We haven't Mm. done well in the past with this and we want to do better Thanks for sticking with us. Like, there's a way to do mm. it. A CMO should know how to do that. It well, shouldn't take me. We're going to do this. Someone who, you know, represents myself terribly mm. to tell him that. <laughs> okay, like, so, figure it out. But let Ed and Monica tell it. They've been doing this. And they've been paving the way. This is and the crazy they, thing. They, they think they're trailblazers. We, ha- we let models wear their natural hair for the first time in 2016. We are trailblazers. I'm like, honey, what? In case you were wondering whether or not Ed was going to walk back his statements. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, kind of. Oh, really? He sort of has. Since that interview, he, or Victoria's Secret, issued oh. an apology on his behalf. So he, on his behalf, on he his was behalf. about to get mm-hmm. fired is what on was his, And I'm not happen. even going to read the full statement, but what I will say, if, if you want to read the full statement, you can go to the Victoria's Secret Twitter account and you can read it. If you have a craving for BS, you go there <laughs> and read that. So in part, the statement says, quote, my remark regarding the inclusion of transgender models in the Victoria's Secret fashion show came across as insensitive. I'm sorry you were offended. It came across <laughs> that way. Now, your interpretation of what I said. You're going to get all butter. Yeah, it came across. Do I need to reread the statement he said? <laughs> Shouldn't you have transsexuals in the show? No. No, I don't think we should because the show is a fantasy. That did not come across. That was what it was, girl. I feel conviction sort of wafting off the page of that statement. Oh, my God. Listen, I mean, there's lots to laugh at here. You know, the shuttle crash of an interview. But the thing I found so offensive was the pulling out of that old canard about, well, this doesn't sell or X Mm. doesn't sell or Y doesn't sell because people have tried that for years. They've said, well, you know, black models on the front of magazine covers don't sell. So that's why we don't use it, which is bollocks. And people got away with that for years based on some presumption of what we wanted. But mm-hmm. not only was what that was wrong, the we was wrong. Who is the we, yeah, who is the we? In, in this situation? Who is the we? Because I have a few. <laughs> I, I have a few Victoria's Secret bras and panties. 
And um, I don't look like any of those models. But now I'm like, I should just skip over to Fenty. Yeah. I'm going to try yeah. something else. Yes. Because now that I know how you feel about me, we ain't got nothing else to talk about. So as someone who doesn't have breasts, you know, this might be wrong. But from where I'm standing and my one semester of physics in high school... <laughs> Bigger women have bigger breasts usually, and they need more support. Mm. So him saying, actually, we don't need to try to sell bras to those people because they're not a fantasy. It's like, actually, they need bras more than Carly Kloss and all those girls. Mm. So everyone should get a bra. You get a bra. You get a bra. You get a bra. Support those girls. All the girls. Support women. (laughs) Yeah. In the age of social media, we all expect to see ourselves and we want to be represented. So if you can't do that, then we're just going to have to hit you with that Ariana Grande. Thank you. (gasps) Next. Next. It's the big and the pick. Hey, the big and the pick. Hey. You know what that song means? It's time for The Peak in the Pit. And guys, I got quite a peak for you this week. I think you're going to like it. It's another cooler appearance for Stormy Daniels. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Welcome, Stormy. Hi. Indeed. Hi. Welcome back to the show. She is referred to in The Advocate magazine, by the way, as a porn maven, which if that isn't the best LinkedIn bio you've ever seen. I don't want to yeah. hear about it. As our listeners will know, she is best known as the woman who claims that the non-disclosure agreement she definitely signed between her and Donald Trump is because of an affair she allegedly had with Donald Trump, which she was then allegedly paid six <laughs> figures to stay quiet about and has definitely not done that. <laughs> wow. so just a quick bio of Stormy Daniels there. So Stormy has been in town recently in San Francisco last week to perform at, where else, the Penthouse Club. Mm-hmm. And while she was here, she had a particular honour bestowed upon her. Sainthood. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? Halo. It. Not crown it. Halo Saint it. Stormy Daniels. You now got a call of that from none other than... The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Oh. And for those listeners who don't know who the sisters are, they are a self-described, and I quote, leading edge order of queer nuns who are an absolute fixture here in San Francisco. You see them out at all the festivals. They first hit the scene, by the way, on Easter Sunday in 1979. And they describe themselves as devoting themselves to community service, ministry and outreach to those on the edges and to promoting human rights, respect for diversity and spiritual enlightenments. And canonizing porn mavens. Right. Yes. So Stormy has been anointed. Excuse me, uh, Sister Stormy. Oh, <laughs> Saint Stormy, <laughs> yes. if you will has been anointed Saint Tempestuous, Eye of the Hurricane of Truth and Stormer, see what they did there, Mm. of the Barricades of Intolerance by the sisters. And they say that only those individuals who exemplify the order's commitments to activism, community service, and the advancement of human rights are going to get this highest honour of sainthood. Damn. And I quote, they say, Stormy Daniels' bravery in sharing her story and speaking truth to power earned her the respect and admiration of the sisters. And guys, where do you think she got her sainthood? Was it at the penthouse? Her very own cathedral, the Penthouse Club in North Beach in San Francisco. So arise, Saint Tempestuous, Eye of the Hurricane of Truth and Stormer of the Barricades of Injustice. You're welcome. Okay. Hail her. Yes, I'm praying. (laughs) Rosary tonight.
Okay, y'all, that was great, but I'm going to bring us down because oh, I have no. some bad news about Leonardo DiCaprio. Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, I've been holding on since Titanic. And, uh, oh. well, so wait, I, you're I just about to let go. I, I give the peak and you take us down to the pit. The depths oh. of Hades. Okay, so he is 43 years old. This is important to the story. I don't hate shame, but it is what it is. He looks older. He has a, damn. <laughs> he has a new girlfriend. Her name is Camilla Morone. She's been in some movies we haven't seen called Death Wish and Never Going Back don't know her rude some of us have seen death wish have you (laughs) okay i thought so so she is 21 he is 43 it is legal you do you boo and all of that they must have so much in common (sighs) but there's more to this particular story they have known each other since she was 11 no no surely there are other women who he didn't watch grow up to have sex with like i don't i don't understand it and another twist. <sighs> he is older than her mom. No. So there's that. And her mom is dating Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> friend, Al Pacino, who is 77 <laughs> and her mom is 41. That's another age gap there. And what a double date that is, though. Leonardo DiCaprio and Al Pacino. Oh, my God. <gasps> no. Like, the Lolita fantasy is tired. Just buy a Porsche and cry in it over how old you are. Get over it. So... Leo fantasies everywhere. He's, he's off the list now. He's off the list. I'm sorry. Uh, and, you know, thanks for all the things he's doing for climate change and orangutans. But get it together. Damn. Ew. Well, I'm actually going to take us a little bit further oh, down. Oh, Lord. I, guys, we have to talk about one of the worst things to ever happen to our state, which are the overwhelmingly destructive wildfires yeah. that are going on right now, not only in Northern California, but in Southern California. Hmm. I'm not even going to talk about President Trump's tweet about poor forest management Ugh. being to blame for this, which has, spoiler hmm. alert, been roundly rejected by people who actually know more about it. Also, Malibu, not a forest. No. Yeah. So take that. Guys, we have to say it. This is climate change. It is making a tinder box of California. But Carly, I've been told climate change is fake. Well, I don't know what polar bears you've been listening to. But per The Guardian, of the 20 largest wildfires in California's recorded history, 15 have occurred since 2000. Do you remember the first hour of Interstellar, where the planet has been rendered (laughs) so awful to live in that we needed to send... Matthew McConaughey into space of with Anne Hathaway? Oh, yeah. We would not do that lightly to Matthew no, McConaughey. Not all right? at all. But I don't know. If you saw that movie and you didn't fall asleep like I did, that is literally where we are headed. So sort yourselves out, planet Earth. There was literal ash on my bike this weekend. Yeah. It's I'm not real. even lying. Like, I've been walking around with a face mask on for the last few days. It's crazy. So I know you like to spin fantastical tales to get people to vote for you and stuff. But this is beyond party. This is beyond country. This is our globe. Have respect. Get some respect on our globe. Yes. And for our song of the week, I thought I'd lead us out with a song that I cannot stop listening to. Hmm. Guys, have you heard of Sophie Hunger? No. Didn't think so. She is from Switzerland. Love it. She has a great album called Molecules. And the banger on that album is a track called I Opened a Bar. It is so strange and so boppy and also so sad, which is why I love it. And I think you're going to love it too. So without further ado, take it away, Sophie Hunger. I open a bar for myself, a purely self-loving event, in case I suddenly fall ill and chemo will not take effect. Today, today, hooray, hooray. I open the bar 
This episode was edited by me, Emmanuel Hapsis. Until next time, follow us on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Excuse My Beauty. I'm at Teacup in the Bay. And I'm at Jamie Says. And remember, you can call our hotline anytime at 415-553-2850. Call us. Shout out to Susie Racho, David Marcus, and Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye.